that they talk about new movies and old ones on the movie show on WGXC at 7 p.m. At 8 p.m., Michael Watt. I'm Emma. I'm Kiana. I'm Tanasia. I'm Lila. And I'm Badila. And, and we're we are the Perfect Ten After School. And we love to be a part of WGXC Acre 90.7 FM. Celebrating Creative Community Radio for Greens and Columbia Counties. The Radio Witch Moon Hotline is now open for your good full moon vibrations. The full moon is a time to celebrate, take stock, harvest, and practice self-care. The next full moon is on Halloween, also known as Samhain, marking the end of summer and recognizing the dark months to come, celebrating and visiting with our dead, and dressing up as monsters to scare the real ones away. Dial 518-302-6067 and leave your message for the full moon before October 28th. Share your good news, favorite part of the summer, Gratitude, wins, and celebrations. What has come to fruition? The Radio Witch Moon Hotline is standing by to collect your full moon messages for broadcast on October 31st. The number again is 518-302-6067. WGXC underwriting support is provided by Mid-Hudson Cable, serving Columbia, Green, and Southern Albany counties with digital cable, high-speed internet, and cable phone services for homes and businesses since 1971. Mid-Hudson Cable, all the right connections on the web at mhcable.com. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of The Rodney Shop in Catskill, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org donate and designating an amount of your choosing. Thank you for your support. <laughs> Welcome. It's Welcome. who's there? My my goodness. A, Hello? a ghost? A, a goblin? <laughs> you hear that knocking? <laughs> um, it's dim the lights with Jenny it's, and Amanda. <laughs> Welcome. 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 It's time to dim the lights. Turn those lights down. They're much turn, too bright. Turn them down. Dim them, please. It's dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda, a show on WGXC 90.7 FM, where we talk about movies. And um we're, you know, we're a little jumpy. We're a little scared because it's the Halloween edition. <laughs> What's happening? Um, so uh, this, um, this fun Tuesday evening, we're going to be talking about Halloween horror. Horror that takes place on Halloween. Horror that's about Halloween. You know, there's so many great Halloween movies that aren't very scary. And those are so special also. But today, so special. today we're here to talk about being scared. Being scared. And you might find, <laughs> or when I tell you, Jenny, what I watched, um, you might find that I interpreted our theme a little, and I'll, you know, I'll tell you about it. <laughs> honestly, I'm not surprised because that's pretty much what we do every week. <laughs> I know. And speaking of what we do every week, um, we pick a theme every week. Like we said, this time it's Halloween horror. Usually we start off by asking each other, like I'm going to ask Jenny right now, what have you been watching lately, Jenny? Um, so I'm coming in hot with two documentaries. Get ready. <gasps> Wait. Okay. I'm really, oh, I'm excited because- I wonder if one of them is the same thing that you watched. I too watched two documentaries. Interesting. Okay. Only yeah. one of mine is Halloween related. Um, so I'm going to start with the non-Halloween related one just okay. to like get it out of the way, you know, yeah. get it out of here. But you know, the thing is, is that it's not related to Halloween, but it's still kind of scary. It's this movie called Feels Good Man. Have you oh, heard wow. of it? I have not heard of that. It's a documentary about Pepe the Frog. Um, oh, the, the meme character, the, right? The meme character. It's a really, really good documentary. It's about, so if, for those of you who may not know, who aren't online all the time um Pepe the Frog is a drawing 
from a cartoon or like a comic series by this guy named Matt Fury. Um, and he's just like a regular little green frog. However, over the last like five years, he has been co-opted by white supremacist groups as like a symbol of people who are both extremely online and, um, you know, Nazis. Uh, and so the, weird. It's so weird. And the guy who created him, Matt Fury, is just like this super nice, gentle guy. Uh, and he's like extremely distraught by that, of course. Of course. I actually <laughs> only really, really recently found out that that character's origin was from an actual comic book. I think it was yeah. because one of the comic book publishers or, or graphic novel publishers I follow on Instagram posted one of Matt Fury's um, comics. And, yeah. and I saw it and I was like, wait a minute. So I only very recently did I learn that that character's origins come from a place that isn't the nether regions. Of no, the <laughs> yeah, totally. It's so sad. And it's like, I really, um, he's like a part of this like bigger group of like indie comics people who I followed online for a while and just like kind of seeing it happen is really strange and scary. Um, and the documentary does a really good job of kind of talking about how it happened and like the battle to get him back and kind of just all how complicated and messy it is and how like complicated copyright and like uh into like intellectual property is online because yeah. there's just no like it's so hard to figure out what that looks like legally so that is are so blurred <laughs> so that is scary in the way that the real world is extremely scary but unrelated to halloween but i really I, I thought it was a really good documentary um i would definitely recommend it it's called feels good man um and i rented it it was like three bucks or something uh is it sorry did you already mention the year that it's from oh it's from 2020 just came out came out like a couple months ago wow, super fresh yeah that sounds good yeah it was it was really good um and then the other documentary i watched was related to the season um <laughs> it was called horror noir did you watch oh my this? god I didn't watch that you okay, did? Oh, okay okay okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm excited yeah, to hear what no, you watched <laughs> okay <laughs> something totally different so yeah. it was really it was also a really great documentary it's streaming on Amazon for free through Halloween and then after that I think you might have to rent it I'm not sure but um it's basically about just like the history of um like horror cinema and like black characters and writers and directors oh sweet yeah it's um, really good can you say the name of it again horror noir horror noir Ho horror noir okay yeah amazing yeah it was really it was really good and like um it's basically the entire structure of it is um a bunch of people who are like academics and actors and directors um just talking about like the history of black cinema within like the horror genre um, yeah. and like their own individual experiences in it and it was so it was really interesting um and just like also like they touched on a lot of movies that I have seen but there were also a lot of movies that I've never even heard of and I'm really excited to watch now yeah I've um, always wanted to see Blackula yeah totally yeah they talk about <laughs> Blackula a lot yeah. it's really it's a really important movie yeah I think the the one of the rarest VHS tapes is a really low budget horror movie called Black Devil Doll from Hell whoa yeah and it's like a, a it's a you know yeah black horror movie yeah out of voodoo doll I think but totally uh, I've always been curious because that is if you find a copy of that it's um very rare you wow. have hit the jackpot <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so I would highly highly recommend it it was really interesting um and just like really well done and I learned so much um and it was and also just like all the people on it were really interesting and had a lot to say that is that sounds amazing yeah so that's I'm coming in hot with some a nonfiction here no it's okay that's why I mentioned earlier that perhaps my interpretation of our theme Halloween horror for today's episode um perhaps strays slightly in, in the fact only in the fact that it's not all things that really scared me okay um, yeah 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 <laughs> So, I'm excited to hear. Can you yeah. tell me what you've been watching lately to like oh kind God. of set us up, set us up to get in there? Boy, I can because <laughs> all I've been watching lately is things related to this episode, like leading up to it. So Jenny and I have our show now twice a month. It's the second and fourth Tuesdays from seven to eight every month here on WGXC ninety point seven FM. Um, and last week, I I visited a family member, my brother, 
And when I came back, I quarantined for a little while uh, before going back into work. And so I worked from home and I had a lot of time to watch some movies in preparation for this. So I did some research because I didn't want to. There's a lot of movies about Halloween, of course. Um, but I wanted to delve into some new stuff. Yes. So I did some research. And I want to talk about, aside from the thing we're going to talk about together, I want to talk about <laughs> two documentaries and two mockumentaries that I watched. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Tell yeah. me. Tell me everything. <laughs> okay. So the first one is a documentary um, called The American Scream. And Ooh. hold on one sec. Let me pull up my notes. Every, all, it's Mercury retrograde, so everything's breaking down right now. <laughs> we're struggling, but we're making it work here on Community we Radio. Are. So the American Scream is from 2012, and it is playing on Shutter, I believe, which is a um, streaming service that you can get a free trial of or a subscription, and it's all horror. Um, and or. My- I think I can check again because it might be playing for free on another streaming service called Tubi. Tubi. Um, But the American Scream is about people that turn their houses and their yards into haunted houses for Halloween. Yes. I I don't mean the kind like the headless horsemen that we have locally. I there's no money involved. It's just people that get extremely into it for trick-or-treaters on Halloween. Oh, so I love that. truly a labor of love. And it was unbelievably heartwarming because, I mean, it isn't often that you, that you get to see people putting in, dedicating so much time to something that they're not expecting any financial return from. Um, so yes, let me update what I said. It's streaming on Tubi, T-U-B-I which is a streaming service and you can watch it for free um, on there. I think there's ads, but you know, it's, um, you can pretend like you're watching cable. It's so yeah. Fun. Um, <laughs> Get up and make your popcorn, get a refill. Exactly. But it follows uh, three families who do this in a town in coastal Massachusetts. <gasps> Cute. Um, and yeah. And so, uh, and they, they all kind of know each other. They're part of a smaller community obviously people in the community know them and it's wonderful it's so so wonderful it kind of um you know it made me tear up and it truly felt like a Halloween movie in that it brought me back to that like complete singular thrill of of being a kid on Halloween Uh, which is so nice like that's that's a really really amazing feeling to revisit as an adult who I'm I'm many years removed from that and um so it was so nice I I, highly recommend that sounds so wonderful I'm really excited to watch it I my family is not that extreme but I definitely fully grew up in a house where we spent a lot of time making Halloween decorations and like there's a giant uh, spray foam spider that my mom made that she sticks yeah. up on the house every year. And we made like, you know, 20 fake gravestones for a tiny little yard. It's just <laughs> like that. And that's what's Ugh. really nice about it is that it is, you know, it's about the regular homeowners. Like it's, you know, these people so don't cute. have exorbitant amounts of money. They don't have exorbitant amounts of storage for props. Like they just, <laughs> it's truly something that they love and that they, they themselves are very interesting. And, um, yeah, it's wonderful. I think I realized in watching this and other movies that something, if it, if I'm watching a movie that's, that's Halloween, you know, related, it has to have those kind of trademarks of the holiday itself, like kids dressing up and, and houses being decorated to totally really pull, pull me in. Like there's a lot of horror movies that take place on Halloween, but they didn't, um, sometimes they don't set the set the time as well you know I need to have I need to have that kid Halloween it's so Um, special that's also one of my favorite things about um watching Halloween movies whether they be horror or not is like seeing people's costumes and that was something that I was noticing while I was was just like all I want to do is watch a movie where I see a ton of children in costumes and ghosts it's so nice it's so nice so this was like and I think that um a lot of us if we grew up trick-or-treating you probably had the house in your neighborhood that went all out 
like totally all out. That was Jenny's house. That was my house. <laughs> this, is, this is nostalgic in that sense too. Like I love that. Remembering, remembering the houses in your neighborhood or wherever you went trick-or-treating that that went all in and, and did this. So I uh. highly recommend the American Scream from 2012 <laughs> streaming on Tubi. And then so I followed that up with actually another documentary about people that make haunted houses but it left me with a very, very different feeling. Oh no. I, yeah. Oh no is right. I watched <laughs> Haunters colon the art of the scare oh. uh, from 2017. And I think it's on Netflix, but this one is, is definitely on shutter as well. And this is about people. It's like the total, um, the yin to the yang of the American <laughs> scream. It's about people that create haunted houses for like for pay for people to come through so there's that aspect that's different but also I didn't like this documentary by the way I think it was like actually not a very good documentary and one of the reasons I thought that is because it spent almost all of its time focusing on the one notorious haunted house which is um McCamey Manor and it McCamey Manor is essentially like you don't have to pay money to go all you have to do is donate dog food because they love greyhounds it's run by this couple but it's essentially like um like hardcore torture for pay like be in your own horror movie so it was it this documentary spent a lot of time focusing on hardcore haunts yeah by the way in the biz they call them haunts like <laughs> <laughs> I see <laughs> um so the one thing that this documentary had was that it talked to a lot of what I also learned are called scare actors Ooh. Um, so it talked to a lot of scare actors which was cool because it's a perspective that I don't think about or hadn't thought about and you don't see often but it's people that like have day jobs but this is their special job for the time of the year and you did get people in this documentary being like I'm addicted to scaring people <laughs> oh like, my god like this documentary was full of people with motivations that I feel confused by and question yeah. especially yeah. the McKamey Manor folks because I mean so there are many things that you can do in this world that are like intense and questionable but like if it's consensual it's You're fine good. that's your thing you know yeah. like like S&M and all that stuff like that's your thing and you you do it consensually but this is still concerning like yeah you know these people are very dark and I don't I, yeah like you you have to sign a 40 page waiver before you go in that says things like you're okay with your teeth being pulled out no yeah. There's some, yeah, there's some like real um, foggy, mutable lines when it comes to haunt, haunts. <laughs> um, and yeah. I, you know, I love to be scared and I love like, for example, our local uh, Headless Horseman is so yeah. fun, but it's they so don't fun. make you sign a four to page waiver. And there is like, there is a yeah. line at which it's like, okay, some people, yeah. I guess, enjoy that, but it's not for me. Exactly. But, and there's, but there's also a ton of people that like, are continuously trying to get it shut down because yeah. they went through it and they're like, I have PTSD. Oh my um, God. Oh yeah. No. And the thing is the guy, um, Russ McCamey of the couple that owns it, he films everything. And so, and then you can watch it. Like it's all over YouTube Whoa. and you'll see you're like, Oh, like, so I don't think it was a good documentary just like structurally because it was supposed to be about all haunts or like right. many haunts but it just pretty much focused on this one and then the other one which I think is considered the first like super intense like torture yeah haunt, which is called blackout oh um, yeah I've heard of that one yeah <laughs> so but it spent pretty much all of its time focusing on that and there was these other ones they briefly showed that looked so cool like these elaborate buildings that people yes. built but they did nothing. Like they, they just like didn't go into it at all. They They're there for the drama. Yeah, they basically interviewed the owners of those about McCamey Manor. So I, I wasn't here for the fact that it was actually unbalanced, this documentary. Yeah. Um, 
but it it did get me thinking about kind of the parallel of these haunts um in like a post saw world um like like as we get horror movies that take us further and further into extremism like yeah you there you kind of saw and like the more those movies get popular and mainstream you kind of saw a similar trend in haunts where totally people are actually surprisingly desiring those experiences it's just um you know it's parallel these two trends um it was interesting and yeah other people in the haunt community being concerned about like where (laughs) where haunting is going and if they (laughs) compete with that so they don't have to worry about it. I'm never going to want to go to McCamey Manor. I think it's real messed up. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, there's like also that, yeah, the, man, the closer things like hue to torture, it's just like, oh no, like this is so, what are you doing? Yeah, it's, it's um, if people want to consensually seek that out and are aware of what is going to happen, I'm like, you do you. It's Live a, your truth. Ooh, baby, it's a wild world, but- <laughs> Um, I do question what, who I question most are the owners and what they think they're doing. Like in the inner, in the documentary, Russ McCamey's wife is like, sometimes I have to like stop him from going as far as he wants to go. Cause every year they kind of change it. Yeah. He's like, she's like, I'm, I sometimes wonder when it's going to like tip over the edge and. Oh like, my God. That's, that's good. <laughs> you're a couple red flags back bud yeah (laughs) I I wish that I had watched Haunters the Art of the Scare before I watched the American Scream because I came off of watching the American Scream with like truly the the Christmas warm fuzzies for Halloween yes Um, (laughs) and and then I watched um Haunters uh, or yeah Haunters the Art of the Scare and I felt um yucky yeah (laughs) no so that's that's haunters the art of the scare I the only way I can recommend it is for an interesting perspective on stuff that like I didn't know about and I think a lot of us don't which is like extreme haunts yeah that kind of run parallel to the trend of extreme uh torture porn horror um so that's that but I out of the two definitely recommend the American Scream. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to watch them both, but I'm, I'm going to do it in the yeah. opposite order as recommended. Exactly. Watch, <laughs> watch Haunters first or uh, yeah. Haunters, the art of the scare, which from 27, 2017 streaming on um, Shutter and Netflix, I believe, but then follow it up with a sweet, welcoming, wonderful, the American Scream. Yes. And then I watched two mockumentaries. Oh my God, I'm psyched <laughs> to hear. I have um, a feeling that maybe I've seen one of them if it's on theme with this. Okay. I'm but anyway, excited. I want you I'm to excited. I want you to go. <laughs> okay, so the first one that I want to talk about is WNUF Halloween special. Oh, no, okay, <laughs> never mind. I've not seen that. Tell me more. The WNUF Halloween special is a mockumentary from 2013. Uh, but it's set in the 80s and it's a um, fake local cable channels Halloween special where they go to a haunted house like a real haunted house and take a camera crew through there um, and things go awry oh my god that sounds so fun yeah it was (laughs) cute so I will say like uh, it kind so it's it's not long it's like an hour and a half or like a good tight movie size like we love but I will say, um, it's kind of like a skit that went on too long. Um, but it was so fun because it's complete with the cable commercials. So oh, they made yes. up all these commercials. And those are honestly the best part. I think this movie knows that that's the best part. Um, so in that sense, like, yeah, it's it's so fun. And I recommend it because it's really cute. Um, and it's streaming on Shutter, But it it, you know doesn't need to be the whole hour and a half but uh, <laughs> Trim it down. Horror, horror comedy not not scary um and not the most hilarious but very very uh 
very convincingly made to look like a tape recording of a Halloween special from a local cable channel in like 1987 or whatever. Oh, so <laughs> charming. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was fun. It was fun. I love that. The crown jewel in my two documentary, two mockumentary <laughs> lineup. I'm sorry. I've literally launched into this no, long stream. <laughs> I'm so into it. I love it so much. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm dying to know what the crown jewel is. The crown jewel is um, Ghost Watch. <gasps> not, okay, also not what I thought you were going to say. Okay. <laughs> That's so exciting. Okay. Jenny, you would love Ghost Watch. In fact, I am glad that I also stayed home from work today because of a, <laughs> a COVID scare. Um, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> I stayed home from work today, or I, I worked from home today, and I was able to watch this because I was running out of time, and I really wanted to see this before our show. Ghost Watch is from 1992, and it aired on the BBC, and it's a mockumentary similarly where, um, you know, a, a camera crew goes into a notoriously haunted house. Yes. Um, but it's actually scary. Oh, that sounds and so good. It messed up the UK when it aired. It has never been aired on the BBC again. They thought that they had made it clear. Like they they intentionally made it much like the Blair Witch Project and things like that. They intentionally made it look um, convincingly real. Totally. But they thought that people would understand because it aired on like the BBC's drama channel and not their news channel. But they got over, hold on, I have to pull up the Wikipedia for it. It's wild. Um, yeah, like I said, it has not aired on the BBC since it first aired. Oh, my God. And, um, that was almost 30 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they got, like, the BBC got inundated with calls, like, while it was airing and after it was airing, who were, people were so upset. Oh, my God. And so scared. Um it's I want to see it. It's often called like, you know, the program that traumatized a nation. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I was, I was going to say, I was like, it sounds like this is the UK's Blair Witch Project, but, may, but maybe UK's even, even more perhaps. Yeah, it totally is. Because if um, it's on BBC, then it's like, everybody's going to watch it. Exactly. That's right. The BBC, this is quoted from Wikipedia. The BBC was besieged with 30,000 phone calls from irate and frightened viewers. Oh my um, God. Yeah. So uh, I'm having, it's, it's really fun. And it's not like this, this makes it sound that like it's absolutely gut-wrenchingly horrifying, but no, it's just much like the Blair Witch Project. Like there's, there's not a whole lot that you see, but it's, it's, um, from 1992 and it, the realistic nature of it really scared people yeah totally um, so so early for that kind of like n- not necessarily found footage but just like um uh fiction masquerading as reality yeah. I guess although I guess not that early because War of the Worlds was a lot earlier well, okay. I think that's what was so scary about it for people is that it aired on cable yeah totally um, so like much like War of the Worlds aired on the radio where you normally get your news yeah um, so it really felt real um, oh that's so exciting it's so fun it's really fun uh Ghostwatch is a little tough to find streaming it is on the internet archive so I think if you google um, Ghost Watch 1992 streaming, you should find the internet archive of it. Um, and that's legal. Nice. Oh, um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh my God. My documentary, <gasps> mockumentary, uh, double decker sandwich. Wow. What a great yeah. sandwich. Oh my gosh. I'm really yeah. excited to watch literally all of those movies. <laughs> yeah. Same to you. Um, they're, they're really fun. Yes. Really fun. Oh, wow. I also, there's also something so, um, I love watching movies that are like notoriously the the audience fainted during the premiere of this movie. Like it's so I love that stuff. I just think it's so interesting. Um, And it's also like 30 years isn't that long ago. Like we were alive, (laughs) but it's still it's still there's still like that powerful effect. Exactly. Amazing. Well, okay. So shall we enter into the world of Halloween with a capital H? I think we should. I think we should. 
just by the way, if you're tuning in right now, you're listening to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda on 90.7 FM WGXC. WGXC, we're here. We're talking Halloweens, <laughs> all kinds of Halloweens. All kinds um, of Halloweens. I realized I'm wearing my Michael Myers um, costume accidentally, not on purpose. I'm wearing a blue jumpsuit. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just need a mask and we're good to go. That's perfect. Did you know, by the way, that that mask is actually a um, Captain Kirk mask? You told me and it's like flipped inside out or something. Yeah. So, so spooky. So very scary. And when you look back at it, you can kind of tell. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's so funny (laughs) but surprisingly we're actually going to be talking about the only movie in the halloween canon that doesn't feature michael myers mr myers um we're gonna be talking halloween three season Season of of the the witch Witch. (laughs) (laughs) it's so good so halloween three season of the witch when i first saw it I was not into it. I think I like watched it too late at night. I fell asleep and I was Mm -hmm. like, like a lot of misinformed people like I was then. They're like, where the heck is Michael Myers? This movie doesn't make any sense. He's Uh, not here. You know what? But I was just a child then. I was just a young person (laughs) who didn't understand because this movie is so good. It slaps. It slaps so hard. Okay. So my personal Halloween journey is this. I had never seen even a single Halloween movie until Mm -hmm. last week, actually. Uh (laughs) And I watched the first one and it's excellent and perfect. It's as good as everybody says it is. Obviously, John Carpenter really knows what he's doing. He is very good at his job. Yeah, He's so very good at his job. I then, instead of watching Halloween 2, which I was interested in, but, you know, you know, just something something about it wasn't clicking for me. I jumped ahead to Halloween 3. Season of the Witch, both because I've been told by Amanda that I would really enjoy it. And also because I, I just, something felt very funny to me about, you know, skipping the order and just going straight for the weirdest one that nobody likes. Yeah. Um, and honestly, it's so fun. It was so fun. I had such a good time watching it. I think it might be, well, it's weird to say it's my favorite because it's so standalone. Like, yeah. It's almost hard to consider it part of the Halloween Michael Myers story because obviously has literally nothing to do with there's no the um, uh, the only thing the only thing that connects it to Michael Myers is Halloween is uh there's I, there's one scene where people are in a bar and on the tv there's a trailer for the movie Halloween so it's like it doesn't even take place in the same universe no it doesn't that's so wild wow good spot um that's yeah exactly that's uh, so it's super strange in that way. Uh, it's not John Carpenter directed either. Um, so it's from 1982. And by the way, just for folks who aren't listening, what we're getting all excited about is, uh, yeah, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. And maybe you're familiar with the original Halloween name of the movie um, starring Jamie Lee Curtis, who's you know getting chased by the masked spooky killer Michael Myers there's a whole bunch of those movies and the third one has nothing to do with Michael Myers who is in all of the rest of them yep (laughs) just entirely unrelated um a thing that I really liked so so it's directed by Tommy Lee Wallace and he uh I looked at other things that he's directed and he pretty much only does horror movie sequels and tv shows so he also did Fright Night 2 and he did like a handful of episodes of the original It and I was just like I love the concept of being the guy who they sent in for the sequel because you can kind of just do whatever you want you know really fun it's like how I think about how much it would be fun to be like a cheap horror movie actor or like a reenactment actor like there's just always work (laughs) totally there's always something to do and it's just like the the stakes are not super high but you can kind of do anything so you can still achieve greatness such as halloween three season of the witch but there's no like uh the the things that are writing on it are not as as much as if you were trying to start your own franchise Uh, i just found that extremely charming that he's like he's like making halloween three and then going and making fright night two (laughs) (laughs) i um yeah, I also think that we're we're part of a rare bunch of yeah. people that love Halloween 3. I think it is hard. People have a hard time with yeah. the fact that it completely diverges from the Michael Myers storyline. Um, 
It was very poorly received because I don't think it was advertised that way. But I also, um, from what I understand, it seems like it does have like a fairly significant cult following because if you do watch it without any expectations of it being related to Halloween, it's just like so fun and so weird. And like actually has really great special effects. Like I was very surprised for how good a lot of the... um, the imagery and like set design like it's just so fun I really it's extremely uh, it's fantastic and but I get like maybe in the moment if I were following that series just like how now when sequels come out for things that are really dear to me like I I kind of have emotionally a lot riding on it yeah um so I could understand why people would be really crestfallen but um it's true it does have a cult following what it is about is Radit and Michael Myers trying to chase down his last surviving family member. Um, it's about a company called Silver Shamrock that is producing Halloween masks. There's only three to choose from, a pumpkin, a skeleton, or a goblin. Um, and there's these wonderful Silver Shamrock ads in the whole movie that are counting down the days to Halloween. And kids are buying them up. And meanwhile, there's a couple that are um, investigating this company because something tricky is up with those masks and they find out, should I give some spoilers? Uh, I think, I think I would say, yeah, hey, let's just do it. You know, if let's you're, if, I think it is one of those movies where even if you know it's going to happen, it's still so shocking. <laughs> I know it really is. Actually, Jenny, I want you to take it over from here because it's fresher in your mind. It's really fresh. I watched it very recently. Um, yeah. So basically it's a, it's this detective is, uh, or he's actually not a detective. He's a doctor. He treated a guy who, um, who came in to the hospital and was like, they're going to kill everybody and then um, promptly falls into a coma and then is murdered while everybody's gone. Um, And so this doctor is like, what the heck is happening? And goes to investigate what um, happened to this guy. uh, And he takes with him uh, the guy's daughter who uh, she reveals that he owned a toy store. And so they were selling silver shamrock masks. So then they go to this town uh, which is inhabited entirely by Irish immigrants (laughs) who work for the silver shamrock factory. And through the course of their investigation, they kind of find out that on Halloween night, when all of the children are going to be wearing their silver shamrock masks, Mm -hmm. uh, something is going to activate within the masks that causes them to all die in horrible ways. And I won't say exactly how, because I think it's very exciting to see. It's really (laughs) exciting to see. Uh, It is. But it's it's just like, they're then faced with this peril of like, okay, what do we do? Everybody in the country has these silver shamrock masks and all the children are wearing them and they're all obsessed with sitting in front of the tv watching the silver shamrock ad Mm -hmm. how do we stop Mm -hmm. it from happening there's also this really weird subplot where um stonehenge has gone missing at the beginning of the movie uh and then stonehenge appears at the silver shamrock factory Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's unclear how that's all related there's some it's like it's very like wicker man and like tech like evil technology and like halloween it just has everything it's got it all it's so good so actually uh, a movie critic that jenny and i both really like um april wolf i i don't know if this was the movie that she was talking about i actually think she i caught her talking about prince of darkness mm-hmm. on a podcast which is another amazing john carpenter movie but it's it's like Halloween three in that it combines like this weird uh like religion and and horror like um it's like almost like a religion and science thing yeah totally so they have this like this this science that's used to make these masks if you can call it that whatever tech they're using is actually rather than tech or it's tech that that draws in like ancient like spiritual (laughs) energy yeah it's so good I just love I love that combination of like every like there's computers everywhere and there's like microchips but then there's also this like very mystical um we're still we are in wicker man and we are using our mysterious witchy powers to make all of the circuits work exactly exactly oh I just love it um I do too I do too I think that's a recurring theme in in Carpenter's work I I feel like there's even a term for maybe um 
his movies that can all be grouped together under that theme of combining science and religion um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so fun um I also I noticed in the credits um there's this guy who is uh a fa- for my knowledge I know him as um Kurt Russell's stunt double from Escape from New York um and his name is Dick Warlock that's right and he has a bit part in <laughs> Uh, Halloween 3 which I noticed because it uh, in the scrolling credits I saw Dick Warlock and yeah. he is credited as assassin not sure yes. which one he is but it's just so delighted to see he's still I here he's having a good time him. yeah I love seeing him god he's it's so just good. so great I love the doctor too I have to say I find him yeah handsome he's very handsome there <laughs> is there's a there's an ill-advised romance in it and it uh totally worked for me I was like this is you guys yeah, shouldn't be doing this but it's absolutely hot it seems like two consenting adults so. <laughs> oh yeah no definitely definitely no, more yeah, ill-advised because yeah. he's married <laughs> oh I like forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he's married and has children so he also has his own personal stake in the silver shamrock situation because his yeah, kids have the masks and he has to stop it um and he's really upset about it but it's just so like there's a handful of really great, uh, like, not super violent, but like kind of violent, <laughs> uh, like special effects scenes that were just so shocking. I was startled and went, oh my God. Yeah, the special <laughs> effects are really fantastic. There is like a scene where um, the effectiveness of the masks is being tested in like a controlled room. Um it's really it's pretty great yeah um quite fun I highly recommend it I also I think I rented it I think I paid like three dollars for it but honestly worth every penny like (laughs) truly I think it's potentially on Hulu oh really I think I looked for it and couldn't find it but but maybe I I didn't look hard enough (laughs) certainly possible Google's saying but I don't you know I never know who to trust I really don't trust um but it was really great I had such a good time the song from it where they count down the number of days days to Halloween has yeah, been stuck like, in my head every single day since. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> shamrock. Yeah, it's um a great time. Halloween three season of the witch is me and Jenny's crossover movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It was I'm, so. I had such a great time watching it. I also yeah, especially like I was coming fresh off of Halloween one. And I think because I knew that they weren't related, I just was like excited to have a good time. Uh, and it was just so great. They honestly, like they make a great pairing as two different movies about Halloween. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, in like looking up movies for this, of course, like there's there's either movies that a big part of their plot is that they take place on Halloween or it's or they're more deeply involved with Halloween itself like Halloween 3 season of the witch and the original Halloween being being more like um you know the former like that it just takes place on them yeah on the night of um so yeah I was kind of in looking for movies I wanted movies that were like really 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 about Halloween (laughs) Halloween forward (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there were several that I actually watched that were just like oh like it took place on Halloween yeah totally and that's kind of it which is so fine and good it's fine yeah but it's not in in narrowing down what I wanted to talk about yeah totally uh, yeah I I also I struggled because so many of my favorite Halloween movies are not horror they're just like great like hocus pocus is probably my favorite halloween oh, movie so that's not it's scary so it's just fun it's, it's just, just great fun. <laughs> halloween town Less halloween town oh like, never forget original movie um so good so so good so special um, um the other watch- oh oh i'm sorry oh I was gonna say the uh, the other movie. I kind of only had one other one that I wanted to talk about. That's what I was. And I don't even. I, I don't even say, need to... Jenny. What other movies did you watch? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> um, another movie that I thought that I had seen, but then in the course of watching it, realized that I absolutely hadn't is uh, Ginger Snaps. Jenny, I've never seen Ginger <laughs> Dude, Snaps. Okay, I like. I had some kind of preconceived notion about it I knew that it was werewolf related but I was like ginger snaps they eat it's a coming of snap. it's there's cookies probably I don't know you it's, didn't think that <laughs> well maybe I don't know you don't know I what know. I thought it's true I thought that Fahrenheit 451 was a fireman's movie <laughs> it is I mean technically it <laughs> <Sorry>. is <laughs> it's true it's true I'll never but technically they do fight fires 
It's so truly so cute. <laughs> a, pre- a precious moment in our friendship was when I thought it was about a ladder, a fireman's fireman story. It's like this Fahrenheit 451. This one's about uh, firefighters. <laughs> but uh, ginger snaps. Ginger snaps. It is indeed about werewolves. Um, it's really fun. I had never seen it. It's from the year 2000. It has incredible the year 2000 energy, but in a way that was like truly so fun and exciting to watch. Um, it's basically about these two sisters who are in high school and they're like goths and they like do fun photo shoots where they pretend to have died and like are very like very like we're dark and nobody understands us um, which was very fun uh and then one night they get attacked by a mysterious creature while they're outside um and one of them gets bitten and she slowly starts to change. Her personality starts to change. Puberty is taking place. Yes, it's happening. <laughs> um, but it's it was so fun. It's really funny. Um, it's also like pretty gory in a good way. Like it's very bloody. Yeah. Uh, it actually reminded me a lot of Jennifer's Body, which is another, um, I would say, incredibly underrated horror movie that I really love. Totally. Jennifer's Body is fantastic. And, yeah. and another movie that that is really about... Um, yeah yeah like like complicated sexuality (laughs) complicated yeah like complicated relationships between women and like how they're figuring out how to be alive around each other and with their bodies um and yeah so ginger snaps is super fun ginger does indeed snap one of them is named ginger that's the title that's how the title works uh, she (laughs) she snaps she totally snaps um but i had such a great time uh, the director is John Fawcett, and I also looked up what he has done, and he's mostly done TV. Um, he did a bunch of episodes of Orphan Black, which is a show that I really love, uh, and he's also done two episodes of a little show called Miracles. <gasps> you don't say! <laughs> like, that really checks out. He's, exclu- like, almost exclusively done, like, weird sci-fi shows. It's like that once again like 2000s energy early because I, I think miracle was 2002 or 2003 yeah. um a movie that i watched that i wasn't planning on talking about but now that we're talking about the 2000s yeah dude a movie that i also watched which i didn't i didn't want to talk about because i didn't feel like it was really suitably halloween enough mm-hmm. was a movie i'd never seen from 2002 may directed oh. by lucky mckee who like i don't care about um <laughs> But because I feel like he made this movie and it like put him on the map. This movie was very popular. And since then I like see the name Lucky McKee and I've seen his other movies and I'm like, okay, it's like (laughs) fine. Will you tell Um, me about May? Because it sounds familiar, but I don't really know anything about it. Yeah, May is from 2002 and it's about a very, very awkward, like deeply, deeply socially awkward woman who grew up with a doll for a best friend. Uh, classic. she is like very you know she's kind of creepy she likes to stare at people she sees this guy who works at a mechanics shop and she gets a she falls in love with him from a distance the f- part I do like is that it's um Elton from Clueless oh cute uh, <laughs> but um uh and basically I'm gonna spoil the movie she she snaps much like ginger <laughs> at some point should have called it um, may snaps she she basically kills a bunch of people and like takes different body parts that she likes and builds like a doll human that she nice. cuddles with at the end of the movie nice that sounds great <laughs> i mean it doesn't it's sound fun. great but I'm glad, sounds fun. I'm glad to have seen a movie that is is well liked by many um and like, kind of like filling in a, a gap in what i've seen but you know yeah take it or leave it yeah. The only reason it popped up for a Halloween movie is that she she creates this like body part doll on Halloween. Yeah. There's no Halloween energy. It's just like the, that's it's it is Halloween and you see some people in costumes go by, but that's it. Yeah. Ginger Snaps kind of also falls into that category because it's it takes place like the week before Halloween. And I mean there's they're just like spooky and like it's fall, but then the last the last day is Halloween, which is I mean it's totally fun. They go to a party. But um yeah. Shall we transition into recommendations here on Dim the Lights? I would love to. I would love to. Uh, um, do you want to go first? Because I just talked a lot. <laughs> I feel like I talk so much too, but yes, I will go. Um, <laughs> I 
am going to tell you about another movie that I watched. Yes. Um, for Halloween. And it didn't fit into my documentary mockumentary sandwich. So I didn't talk about it in the main chunk of our show. However, I had such a fun time watching it. It's called Trick or Treat, not to be confused with Trick or Treat. Trick or Different. Treat from 1986. That's also, if you're going to look this movie up, you're going to want to write the year. A lot of movies have been called Trick or Treat. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so it's called Trick or Treat, and it's from 1986. It was also under, it had other titles in different places. It was also called Ragman or oh. Death at 33 RPM oh now, okay yeah so now this, i'm interested this movie is a wonderful silly 80s horror movie it's about a high school metalhead kid and i'm talking like hair metalhead kid. yeah yeah yeah. um he's also a real cutie like i have a big crush on him and you know he's a loser he's like bullied by the jocks and he has an he, he has a rock star that he idolizes completely named sammy kerr and Sammy Kerr suddenly dives in a mysterious hotel fire. And then he goes to his buddy, who's a radio DJ played by Gene Simmons. And Gene Simmons is like, oh, kid, I'm really sorry about you losing your idol. Here, I have the last ever um, EP or whatever. I have the last ever demo, whatever, that Sammy Kerr made. And he gives him this vinyl. And he's like, here, take this. Uh-oh. Sammy Kerr's last wishes were that this gets played on Halloween night at midnight. Uh-oh. And I, I re-recorded it, or like I, I, you know, put it on a cassette, so don't worry. You take the record. I'm going to still play it on, at midnight on Halloween night, um, but enjoy because you love them so much. Takes the record home, and he's playing it, has a couple weird dreams while he's playing it. And then he realizes it's got the classic uh, backwards voice on it that on a record you can, you know, play forward and he can communicate with the record, which is Sammy Kerr in spirit and Sammy Kerr, who also went to the same high school as him and was bullied, has a plan for how to get back at those bullies. Whoa. And, uh, <laughs> it's a little intense. That sounds great. Oh my God. That was not where I thought you were going it's, for any part of it. Such a good time watching it. Um, it's like, it's, it's really, you know, it's like silly eighties, but it's not as like messy and totally goofy as a lot of those are. It is goofy, but it has a sense of self-awareness that makes it a little less, um, campy. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty tight actually. Like, um, there's nothing, there's no, total frills and it really ties up well from beginning to end totally that Um, sounds great yeah I totally loved it and I have to say oh you know what the whole movie is on YouTube that's where I watched it nice and it's not like horrible quality either so totally that is trick or treat from 1986 (laughs) what did you, you have any recommendations Jenny I do I have two recommendations Um, My first recommendation is, uh, it's actually a TV show technically, and it's also like a total left turn tonally, (laughs) but um, it's an animated special from a couple years ago called Over the Garden Wall. (gasps) I just added this to my want to watch list. I love Over the Garden Wall. It's from 2014. I watch it every year in the fall because it's so, so wonderful. It's like, it's a Halloween or fall themed. It's both. It's it's Halloween and fall themed. <laughs> um, it's basically, it's technically a 10 episode series, but each episode is 10 minutes. So it's about the length of a movie. You can watch it all in one sitting. Um, and it's about these two brothers who are wandering through a very mysterious forest, um, trying to yeah. figure out how to get home. Uh, and it's just so, it is like, it's just so wonderful. Like it has really incredible music. The animation is really beautiful. It has like the most powerful fall energy of anything (laughs) on the planet. (laughs) It's so, I love it so much. It's just like really, really special to my heart. Um, And I, 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 the other night I was like, I'm just going to watch the first two. And then I watched the whole thing because you just can't stop once you start. Um, But I I really love it. I highly, highly recommend Over the Garden Wall if you haven't seen it before. It's, it was uh, created for Cartoon Network. So it's totally like, it's good for kids also but it's totally totally lovable and wonderful as an adult as well 
Um, and then I have one other recommendation, which is for, uh, you may or may not know, this Halloween is a full moon. And it's also a blue moon. <laughs> uh, and so to celebrate that, I would definitely recommend if you're going to be home hanging out, sitting under the moon, watching An American Werewolf in London. It's so good. It's so it's good. So good. It's just so great. It's another one that I watch like every couple of years. It's from 1981. You've probably heard of it. It's probably the best werewolf movie there is. Uh, yeah, it's, and it's super solid. It's super solid. It's streaming on HBO right now for free if you okay. have that. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, it's about these two guys who are on a trip on the moors. Uh, American in, backpackers American in backpackers England. in England walking and they're told not to go on the moors but they do it anyway <laughs> uh, God, Americans traveling just, the <laughs> just terrible about it but uh it's like ostensibly it's a horror comedy but it's not I mean it's more it's very dry it's not like laugh out loud funny I mean it is mm-hmm. but it's not like it's not slapstick or anything um and it just has like the romance is really compelling in it and like the special effects are truly incredible famously very good famously uh, very good yeah it's yeah. just really great it's like never you know sometimes you watch an older horror movie and and it's it can be a slog there's just like nothing boring about it at all it's so exciting absolutely i i, I slept on this movie for years in fact i'm pretty sure the first time i saw it was at the beginning of this pandemic i know that i've seen it in like parts of it in pieces mm-hmm. through the years but i finally watched it in full really recently and it's a wonderful movie because also in addition to the special effects that hold up and just everything about it like jenny said that that holds up and doesn't feel like a slog and in an old out out of date movie um it's a wonderful mix of like truly freaky truly funny and and a lot of really sad melancholic moments yeah um it does a good job at at letting you get attached to the main character totally um yeah I saw it for the first time as a teenager on tv when they used I think it was on like either AMC or Turner Classic Movies they would play like a bunch of horror movies in October and I think I was like 15 and it scared me so much yeah it's definitely (laughs) got some some uh freaky freaky moments yeah for sure um yeah it's it's so fun you know so that's actually funny I think in that in that documentary haunts colon art of the stair (laughs) one of the reasons I didn't like it is because they they showed these these like I said earlier these they glazed over really fast these other haunted houses like haunts that you can go to and some of them are oh you know what it was I think it was like um when they turn one of the theme parks the big theme parks maybe like universal or mm-hmm. something when they turn it into a huge haunt they do want it like knott's berry farm which they, they call it knott's scary farm um, <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Yeah, so they, they did actually when they were talking to the quote-unquote scare actors mm-hmm. they a lot of them have seasonal work at those because like these big big theme parks turn into big big haunts right and they have the this huge budget and there's one that's an american werewolf in london one and it has the werewolf and it has the um what is it the, the lamb's head what's the yeah name? uh uh it's oh shoot the slaughtered think, lamb it's the, the, slaughtered the slaughtered lamb, lamb. yeah so they have the slaughtered lamb that oh that's go into. so yeah. good that's so scary yeah. i know it's so fun um yeah so uh You're like i want to hear more about that I know exactly I was so bummed that like then they just focused on this this couple that like I really feel concerned about um, yeah totally uh and I would love to learn more about yeah things like yeah that, but American Werewolf Werewolf in London is a wonderful movie excellent recommendation yeah, m- totally so and it's just you know it's that it's that time it's that it that scary scary time with the full moon hanging above us it's uh do you do you have any other movies you want to talk about before we sign off or are we I don't but you know what I can fill the time with really quick is I have like kind of a fun movie question for you Jenny yeah really quick um, let's do it what what small and inoffensive detail of a movie will take you right out of it oh oh my god that's a really good like, question what element of a movie for, for me I thought of it because you know what I really hate 
when a movie opens with narration and then it ends <gasps> the repeat like they repeat the same thing oh i hate I that hate also that. it's terrible it's on that note <laughs> yeah it's a great way to end yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> this has been dim the lights with jenny and amanda here on wgxc 90.7 fm we love to be scared and we love halloween yeah uh, stay safe out there check out our link tree on our instagram for uh, exactly. cool stuff to to think about and read and donate to our instagram by the way 